Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I am recording from WTF Media Studios based in Soho, New York. Let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Subscribe. Subscribe to this shit. It's going to change your fucking life. Like that that's the energy that I'm going to start channeling. Okay. Last thing, merch. I don't know if you can see because you're not subscribed, but I am wearing the Sandra Martinelli crew neck right now, which my producer Yomi, first thing she said to me when I walked in the room, fire. It, it's, act, it's genuinely super cute. The colors, I love it. I don't need to convince anybody. If anyone is a little bit confused, though, as to why it says S. Martinelli on my clothing, I'm going to give you the abridged version of where Sandra Martinelli came from. The S stands for Sandra, okay? The Martinelli stands for something I'm about to explain. Basically, I was scrolling Instagram. I had the biggest crush of my life on this dude, surgeon, super hot, a little bit older than me, which we know I love, treated me like shit. You know I love that. And I was stalking his ex. And you guys already know the rest of the story, okay? I double-clicked and I accidentally liked a picture his ex-girlfriend had posted in, hmm, I don't know, 1994. So... I started hyperventilating. No fucking way am I gonna get caught, be this fucking embarrassed. Cause I knew, I knew his ex would tell him immediately. I don't think there's anything more embarrassing than that. Than hearing from your ex, oh, that girl that you're casually fucking right now. Yeah, she was balls deep in my Instagram page. No, honey, I am not gonna let it go down that way. So... Because I am a genius, Albert Einstein level, I decided to, and this is within 10 seconds of accidentally liking this girl's pick. okay? I mean, I had five seconds to hurry and figure out what the fuck I was going to do. I changed my profile name to Sandra Martinelli. I was no longer Sophia Franklin. I became Sandra Martinelli. So that when his ex went to see who liked her picture, 
Guess who's watching? Guess who's liking your pictures? Some random ass bitch named Sandra Martinelli. And of course, I hurried and turned my profile to private. Put me under pressure and that is where I thrive. The funny thing about this story is, I mean, there's two things that actually stand out to me. A, Sandra Martinelli. Who is that? Where did, where did that name come from? You know, like I pulled that name out of a hat, out of thin air. Sandra was actually the cleaning lady at my aunt's apartment in New York where I was living at the time. Uh, Shout out. She is the best. I love her. And there was a Martinelli bottle. You know, like that. It's like fake alcohol. Well, at least that's how I take it in in Utah. But it's, you know, Martinelli, it's the apple cider, whatever the fuck it is. I saw a bottle of that in the apartment. I put two and two together. That's where Sandra Martinelli came from. Second funny thing about the story is uh, I left my profile as Sandra Martinelli for an extended period of time. That's how shaken up and terrified I was and scared of being caught. I left my profile on private and as Sandra Martinelli for weeks. So you have to understand, I had friends and family calling me, DMing me, saying someone hacked your account, someone has hacked it. And you know what I told them? Nope. No one did that. It's good old Sophia Franklin, and that's just my fucking name now. Some people thought I had completely lost it. Like, I remember, I think it was my uncle or my my friend, I don't even know who the fuck it was, reached out to my mom and said, I think Sophia's having a midlife crisis. What is up with this? (laughs) Oh my God. Everyone should try this just for fun completely change your profile name on Instagram or whatever and just leave it like that for a while and see if people catch on. It's actually fucking marvelous and amazing. So there you have it. That is the origin story of Sandra Martinelli and she is still here and she is thriving and perfect Christmas gift, by the way. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, let's get into the fucking episode because I took last week off for the holidays, for Thanksgiving. Is that even politically correct? Do, Do we still call it Thanksgiving? I mean, I know for a fact we are not celebrating Christopher Columbus, who, uh, first of all, lied and said he discovered America before anyone else. I mean, most successful people do that shit. Am I right? I know we're not celebrating that, but are we allowed to call it that? I'm not sure. I apologize if I offended anyone. But this past week, I went to a private island. (laughs) If I sound bougie right now, I just need everybody to know that that is not me and I'm very fucking humble, but I was invited to go to a private island and it was a very new experience for me. A, I have gone some nice places. I have never been asked to, you know, take the heli over to the private island that Richard Branson lives on. No, I've never been asked that before, so that was fucking dope. 
it was just a big group of people. Um, some people I wasn't that close with or some people I didn't know that well. Some people I knew extremely well. And basically, one of my really good friends decided to be a fucking boss, okay, and his fiance, and they decided to get a group of fun people together and put them on this gorgeous fucking island. Why did they want me to go? God fucking knows. You know why? Because I have personality. I have charisma. I will be the one with the sluttiest swimming suit on. Those are probably the reasons. Listening back to what I just said, I can tell how that sounds a little fire festival, uh, a little shady, like what in the actual fuck. To be honest, in the beginning stages of the whole thing, I was a little taken aback. I was like, what? So you're just putting us all on an island. I don't know everyone exactly. Uh, where's Billy McFarlane? Because I know he's out of jail. Because I fucking saw him at Bounce the other night. He was uh, at the table just bobbing his head back and forth and probably planning his next trip. But anyways, the trip turned out to be one of the most incredible experiences of my fucking life. We took a helicopter and they pointed out certain people like the guy that invented OtterBox. So the guy that basically invented phone cases, he owns an island there. But there's something that I want to tell you that happened on the island that has haunted me. That was the highlight. I mean, we experienced so many amazing things. The beach, just the entire atmosphere, the house, the people. It was gorgeous. There were lemurs. There was meditation. Like, it was, it was fucking amazing, okay? I can't emphasize that enough. Except, of course, because it's me and because I am there with one of my very good friends from high school, Ali Asmar, who you guys probably know if you've been listening to the show for a while, I decided to bring her. And when we get together, we can be a little mischievous and... I did something on the island that basically changed the entire vibe of the trip for me. Well, actually, not just for me, for the staff as well, okay? People are like, where the fuck are you going with this? Let me tell you the toaster story. The brave little toaster story. Oh, my God, I fucking love that movie. Okay, it's the first night of the trip. We get into our room and we decide that we're fucking starving and we're looking around for a menu for room service and we I mean I texted the people that I did know uh that were on the trip and they were like homegirl you are not at a hotel you are on an island and there's people here to obviously take care and make it fun and whatever and serve food but it's not 24-hour room service, okay? We're not at the fucking St. Regis, like, whatever. I mean, it was way nicer than the St. Regis, even though I love the St. Regis. I was just there also during my holiday. But there was no room service. So Allie and I decide to go look for some food. And when I tell you I was hungry, sometimes I can sleep that off. But actually not very often. This is the thing with me. I have a tapeworm. It is not confirmed. I have not seen a doctor. I just, I'm 97% sure because the way I eat is, it, it doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? And I actually gave her name. It's Edna. It was Melvin, but now it's Edna because I want her to be a woman. But I really do think I have a tapeworm. I will eat a meal and like every single time without fail I get starving after about 15 minutes so th thank you for listening to me about my tapeworm let me get back to the fucking story we decide that we're hungry as fuck so Allie and I decide to just browse 
to just walk around. You know, maybe someone is cooking up something. Who knows? Who fucking knows? All right. So we are running around and I mean physically running around this estate on this island looking for a fucking breadcrumb at that point. When I say we went into every crevice, I tried every door. I felt like I was at Hogwarts, Harry Potter, like secret passageways, the Sorcerer's Stone. Like there was no fucking place that I did not check. And what it really came down to was we had one option and it was a half a loaf of bread wrapped up in aluminum foil that we found in the kitchen. And there were multiple kitchens, but this one had our back. Thank God. Thing is, we felt like we needed to toast the bread. (laughs) That's how I know Allie must have been high as fuck because when your munchies are that fucking detailed, bitch, we are like slim pickings here. Now you need this shit toasted. So, I mean, I was right there with her. So we want the bread toasted and we see a toaster. So we go ahead and I begin to put bread in the toaster and then we freak ourselves out. I was like, if they catch us, Ali, toasting this bread in their kitchen, I am going to die. Not to mention... I'm on this island with a bunch of new people that I'm waiting to meet. Like, do do I want to be that bitch the very first night we're there? No. So, uh, brilliant idea. We decided to take the toaster to our room. Back to our room. And uh, <laughs> let me just say, this isn't like a regular toaster. Okay? This is an industrial-sized fucking toaster fucking toast 12 pieces of toast at a time type shit. Did we care? Absolutely not. So we take this big boy up to our room. We make our toast. We butter it. We eat it. And have a great night. I wake up in the morning and I am just filled with anxiety. First of all, I can't confess at this point that I stole this fucking toaster. Like, I cannot do it. The first night I'm invited to this island with all these classy, beautiful, gorgeous, nice, amazing people, I'm going to be the bitch that stole something from the kitchen. Not to mention I have a history of stealing shit. Like, I'm not going to be her. So I woke up freaking the fuck out. And I was like, Ali. What do we do about this toaster? I'm way too embarrassed to tell the staff. I like we can't do it. So I told Allie to hide the toaster in her suitcase. Allie looks at me and says, you're being crazy. We're just going to leave the toaster out. And when they come to clean the rooms, I'll see the toaster. They'll take it back. I grabbed her forcefully by her arm and I said, Bitch, listen, you are my best friend. You are like my sister. This toaster will not be found by the staff. We will sneak it back into the kitchen once we get there. Put it in your fucking suitcase. I don't care if we have to check that shit in and the toaster has to go through customs. It is not going back to the kitchen until I am off this island. (laughs) Okay, cool. Whatever. So we sit down at breakfast. And I start looking around and there is not one piece of toast. There are people eating bagels that are not toasted. Uh, There is basically just raw, fresh bread. So later that day, we have a couple people come to our room. And Allie does not have my back. I'm saying that out loud right now. She left the toaster just in the kitchen area of our room. And the people that came over to hang out and chill and drink a little were like, yo, why do you have a fucking industrial-sized toaster in your room? Like, what are we doing here? 
And we confessed the story to them. We begged them to not tell anyone else on this fucking island. We begged them to not tell the people who worked there. And one of the first things that came out of my friend's mouth was, you know, someone's going to get fired over that shit. Which is not funny. I mean, he was saying it in a funny way because obviously I don't think anyone would get fired. But he was like, damn, you've been just hanging on, chilling with this fucking toaster and you know someone who works here is literally getting fired for their job. So then at that point, I want to start crying. Okay, still too scared to say anything, but like I'm building up the courage and I'm like, that's not how it's going to go down. We need to confess. So what do we do? We decide to confess the second the boat shows up to take us home, right? Because like if you're, if you're going to confess to something, as long as you do it while you're on your way out, it's like how bad can the repercussions be type of thing. And I was actually going to keep it to myself, to be perfectly honest. But Allie over here had a full diary of the mouth and said, hey, by the way, we took your toaster. I was hoping and I absolutely know Allie was hoping for a little bit of a different reaction. I think she was thinking this is lighthearted. This is funny. It's a toaster, whatever. The reaction we got was very, very nice, very kind because this is one of our besties that we became very good friends with that worked uh, on the island. She looked at us and was like, no fucking way did you girls take the toaster. There is no way. Do you know that I had my staff looking for this toaster for an entire day and accusing some of the staff for fucking taking this fucking toaster? The most fucked up part is when Allie did decide to confess, I put my sunglasses on and put my hood up and I walked away. And I pretended like I didn't even share a room with her. I was like, toaster, what? What are you talking about? I have no idea. But um, long story short, that is what happened. And it caused a lot of unnecessary anxiety. And moral of the story is if you're staying somewhere, probably don't just look around and just grab the one thing you can find, which is a piece of bread, and steal a fucking toaster and keep it hostage in your room. The moral story is be honest. That's what it is. Be honest. Oh, see, that's what the holidays do to me. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salude knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor. 
but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. So that was the island. Then for the holidays, I decided to go home to Utah to see my family. Always, 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 I'm a big family gal. But I'm not going to beat around the bush because I'm sure that you saw, if you follow me on social media, Sfeven F, Franklin the Y, I brought a guy home for the holidays. Dun, 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 mic drop, what the fuck, Sophia, what are you talking about? Yes, I am the most hypocritical bitch on planet Earth, and I own that. I'm owning it right now. I have always said that you taking someone to meet your family, or if a dude takes you to his house to meet his family, it means something, right? It's a, it's a major signifier of where you are in the relationship. That's what I used to think. And then I grew the fuck up. And I'm realizing a lot of the things I said when I was younger are just completely inaccurate. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all, okay? I mean, I would have a one-night stand with a dude. And if he was fun, I would take him to like, my cousin's, you know, baptism the next day. Like, I don't give a fuck. Come along. And trust me, my mom is on board with this shit. I will bring anyone home. 
I don't know if that like affects my brother poorly because he is 11 years younger than me and like what kind of, you know, role model I'm being. But I think it's a great one. But back to this man. So many things I could tell you about this man. Just so many. I mean, where to start? He got a tattoo of my name about one to two months into talking to him. Okay? And it is fucking huge. And it was also my handwriting when I was heavily intoxicated. So it looks like a two-year-old wrote it. And it's shocking, but it turns me on. So I will tell you guys the backstory. I will tell you guys everything. I will fill you guys in later. But let's just cover where we are at right now. Let's call this guy Birkin Boy. I don't know if you can see this. Hence the fucking blue Birkin that I've spoken about. If you know, you know. This man gifted me a gorgeous blue Birkin for my birthday. And so, you know what? His fucking name is Birkin Boy. And that's it. God, what's the fucking superhero from SpongeBob? I literally just asked someone this question. Barnacle Boy. Okay, well, this isn't fucking Barnacle Boy. This is Birkin Boy. And we've been seeing each other for a little bit. I still do my own thing, honestly. And that's the honest truth. But he's he's my main, okay? He's the turkey on the dinner table. There's coleslaw to the left. See a coleslaw. So um, I bring him home for the holidays. Because I don't give a fuck. Being home for the holidays, and I need everyone to hear me out. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. Something dawned on me while I was having my yearly existential crisis meltdown. Because I feel like we use the holidays as kind of a time cursor or a reflection on, hey, where are you at in your life, right? Every holiday, your fucking birthday, New Year's. Thanksgiving, Christmas, same fucking shit. Easter, I don't know about that one. But the rest of them, like, it, it's kind of this moment in time where you're like, okay, so where was I at last year? You know what I'm saying? So I started to evaluate my life. And that is never a good thing to do. That is a rabbit hole. That is something that I should never pertain in. I need to be the type of bitch who lives in complete denial, but I can't help myself. I like to uh, reflect and evaluate a lot, a little too much, okay? And I started thinking, like, how does my life differ now? And I had a lot of mixed feelings about this, and I want to know if people can relate to this. When I got to my mom's house, I slept in the same room that I had lived in for two years, right, prior to moving to New York. So I've only been living in New York, I don't know, almost a year. I spent a huge chunk of my time living in that room, going through a bunch of trauma and bullshit in that fucking room. And the first night I was there, I had this PTSD nightmare dream. It was the craziest shit. It was like, I remember waking up sweating as if I was back in the in the exact same place where I where I had been just a year earlier. You know, it was it was fucking dark. Don't get me started though on sleep paralysis. That's a whole different story that I need to talk about. But it was I woke up and I was like, "Holy shit, I woke up with this dark feeling." And then I decided to walk into my old studio. And let me clarify what a studio means, okay? At home, I used to record out of a, I'm going to call it what it is, glorified closet. 11 by 12 square feet type shit, okay? And I walked in and I was just like, those feelings came rushing back of just kind of the depression and the trauma and all of the things that happened. And just, I remember recording in that fucking room like in a completely different mental headspace. I was mentally not okay, but I would just put out fucking episodes I will never listen back to. But um, 
it, it was it was just a little bit dark between the dream and then walking into that room it was dark not to mention that room had no windows and I would spend 16 hours in it it was dark okay figuratively and literally and then there was like this moment where my grandparents came and I'm so close to my grandma so so close to her and I introduced her to Birkin Boy. And um, she smiles and she's super sweet and super cordial. My grandpa, on the other hand, I love him too. He, he made a face, right? When I introduced him to Birkin Boy. Not because of who Birkin Boy is, but because I was with a completely different man just a year before that. You know what I mean? And it just, it was like this mind fuck. And I started thinking about my life and I was like, should I be feeling like shit or should I be looking at this closet studio garbage that I was recording in? And now here I am at WTF Studios in fucking New York and my career is better than it's ever been. And so is my mental health. And I'm I'm just, when I look back on that girl, I am a different person. And I'm just, I don't know. This is probably not making sense. I am so happy for how far I've come, but there's still a little bit of this. You know what it probably comes down to? If I'm going to be just totally honest with you guys, I think when I introduced Birkin Boy to my grandparents and just, was going through all of the memories of living in that house with someone else who my family thought 100% I was going to marry, and so did I, I think I felt a little shame, right? A little bit like, oh, you are not doing what you're supposed to do. I think my grandpa actually called me out on that specifically. He said in Spanish, like, stay on the right track, and I didn't know what that meant, but I feel like it was probably something to do with that. And uh, I think I felt a little shitty about it, but why? I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't care how much time, you know, there is between your boyfriend and a new guy. Like, there's no fucking rule book. And I don't know. I think people should just really take into account how much their family values influence them. How about that? And I don't mean like the family values that you think you've created for your family. I mean the ones that you grew up with, right? Because what happens is you leave home, you get a job, you attend a fucking rally and you made a sign and you think to yourself, oh, I, I know what my values are. I know what I care about. I know what's important to me. And the thing is, that's true, but you would be very surprised and I recommend be very careful with how the family values from how you grew up are creeping in to your subconscious because they're there. Even if you think like, oh my God, you know, my parents voted for this person. Fuck that. I'm voting for this person. Da, 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 da. There are things at your core that just still live there, that you can't just really erase. You know what I'm saying? You don't think your great-great-grandma Gertrude, who instilled all of this fucking shit from, you know, 200 years ago, and it's trickled down to your mom, and it's been instilled in your mom, it's part of it is going to be instilled in you, 100%, even if you want to block it out. And the reason I'm fucking talking about this is I went home, I felt like a badass because of my career and how I'm thriving and that aspect of my life. And then I felt like a fucking degenerate loser when I was around my grandparents and they were like, um, yeah, your career, I don't even know what you do, what, you're on the radio and you talk about blow just my my grandparents don't even know what a blowjob is but they they think I just talk on a radio station about something that's so inappropriate they just don't even want to know about it and to them it's like where is your husband 
where where are you going why do you have this new dude here what like what the fuck is happening and I'm like hi have you guys ever seen a Birkin thank you that is why he's here and that is why we moved on grandma and grandpa okay get with the fucking times but it's it's just something to think about and and to not feel bad about don't let you know your fucking hometown and old school way of thinking make you feel like shit because you do you compare yourself you're like am I doing better or worse than I was this time last year and it's like you're you're never doing better or worse you're growing I'm sorry uh Socrates Aristotle do you want me to help you write a book because I know you guys are still alive (laughs) but it's true It, it really it's true at the end of the day so Thank you for listening to my fucking gibberish and me go on and on and on and on. But everyone needs to just be kinder to themselves. And what is that fucking quote? Even when you feel like you're not growing, you are always growing. Always. So shout out grandma and grandpa. They're a little bit old school, you know? And I pray to God every single day that they never, ever, ever find one of my episodes and listen to it because then I would never go home for a holiday for the rest of my life. And with that, let's get into fucking questions. SOS, save our sleuths. Question number one. Sophia, I love you and your podcast so much. Sometimes when I'm feeling super insecure, I can't snap out of it and end up not feeling like the bad bitch I am. Any advice on what to do when in that icky moment? Ooh, I have a fucking list, baby girl. Do I start with the healthy or the unhealthy? Uh, put on some Nickelback. <laughs> I, I fucking... I am kidding, okay? I don't know what it is about Nickelback that makes me laugh. Put on some Britney, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Energy by Beyonce. I found that song by myself. Um, I discovered it. That song makes me feel like such a bad... Oh, my God. I will have 10 squats to do in the gym, and I will do fucking 12 with that fucking... With that fucking song, listening to music, doing any type of self-care, taking hot pictures of yourself, putting makeup on. Those are all a little bit superficial, but also reminding yourself that you don't have too much time left on this earth. I swear to God, I used to have an app. I think I still have it. It's called Croak or something. And it reminds you every day that you're going to die. And it's actually been an incredible fucking app because we take life for granted every day. So like, why are we, what are we crying about? What are we sad about? Although there's mental illness and that's a completely different thing. And, you know, downloading the Croak app or whatever it's called is not, you know, the answer, right? But I mean, I don't know. I think it's something to think about. Some other uh, women or men would call that just counting your blessings and talking about what you're grateful for, but I think it's just a little more effective to think, I'm going to fucking die, so how about I make the most of it today? (laughs) My mom tells me to stop making jokes about dying, and she's like, "Can you? because you're going to manifest it. That's like the fifth joke I've made. Knock on wood, there's none around. Okay. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? 
Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Okay, next question. Hi there. I have a question about getting a Brazilian laser hair treatment. I am so glad you mentioned you are doing this and I've been wanting to do this, but I am hesitant for one reason. What if my pussy gets saggier and uglier as I get older and I want the hair to disguise it one day? Have you thought about this? Is it a thing? Do you know any older hairless women? And is this an issue? Do I know any older hairless women? I mean, I'm sure I do. Uh, I haven't necessarily asked them to like show me their vagina up close. Because I'm I'm assuming when she says older, she's got to be talking, you know, grandma status, right? Okay, I'm going to say 70s is what I'm picturing. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried. I, I wouldn't be too worried. I don't think you're going to be running the streets, you know, just wanting dick at that age where your vagina would get saggier and uglier, which I'm pretty sure is also not a thing. If anything, I would think your entire body would get uglier and saggier, but your vagina would kind of like stay intact and stay hot and kind of just, you know, like it would just be the same as it always was. Am I wrong? And I, if you really want to cover it up, Get a merkin. Like, boom. That's a real thing. A mer- get a merkin and get a birkin, bitch. I'm sorry. I am too fucking good at this. Get a merkin. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a little, uh, it's kind of like a little wig or just a little, um, what is it called when a dude's bald? He wears a what? A toupee. You can put a little toupee above your vagina. Fake hair. Get hair plugs down there. What the fuck? You can take care of it, okay? It's it's fine. And I just think that's the least of your worries, girlfriend. And I'm actually getting laser like tomorrow. Uh, some really crazy shit when they have you spread your ass cheeks. It's kind of wild. Or get a fupa. Just get like, just, you know, put on a little weight and have that shit, you know, your belly sag over your vagina. There's so many ways to cover it up. I don't even know why. Winnie the Pooh it wears shirt. Like, come on, girl, get the laser. Trust me, it's going to save you a lot of time in the shower. Okay, last question. Here we go. Do you guys like it when you claim you are a virgin? I don't think I've ever claimed something like that, but she's she's talking hypothetically. Do you guys like it when you claim you're a virgin? I started hooking up with a random on a drunken night and he asked me during the hookup. I didn't know what to say and drunkenly responded yes, even though I'm not. It threw me off in the moment and now I'm thinking maybe he was the virgin. I don't know. It's been on my mind. This sex sucked to say the least and not in a good way. LOL. That's a a very strange story, but actually not really. Your question is, do guys like it when you claim you're a virgin? 
short answer, yes. For some men, and I know it's crazy and shocking, and I, I don't hang out with those types of dudes, but I have come across them. I was at dinner the other night. And this dude, we were all talking about like relationships, da, da, da. He had just gone through a divorce. He said he met this new girl. She was perfect on paper. And I was like, okay, I have my notebook out and my pencil out and I'm ready to write this down for the slew. It's like, what made this girl perfect on paper? And he fucking said, well, first thing is she has a really great job. Uh, Second thing is she's only slept with three guys her whole life. And I uh, was a little bit taken aback. I was like, you mean she's only had sex with 30 or 300, so she's really good in bed is what you meant to say, correct? You don't mean like the other way around. And he was like, no, it's just it's a really good look that she's only slept with that many dudes. That disgusted me. I don't hang out with dudes like that, so I don't know what this guy was about, but Some men care about that shit. And those are not the men that we, you, me, the sleuths, everyone listening, we don't hang out with those types of men. And you know that this fucking guy who said that probably fucks a girl every night, which is completely fine. And we don't judge that and we don't sex shame and your number doesn't matter. But he shouldn't be fucking talking about women that way. Oh my God, your vagina gets like so loose and saggy the more sex you have. Like, let's all grow up, people. That's not how it fucking works. And women can have sex with as many partners as they want, okay? Men and women partners, okay? We can do whatever the fuck we want and none of it it makes us sluttier. And if it does, then I want to be a slut for the rest of my life. And with that, you guys, I got to run I have to go to this very interesting event. It's a Spotify event. Okay, keep your comments to yourself. And you guys know where to find me. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y on all my social media platforms, including TikTok. Don't forget the merch. I I mean, do not forget this collection because cutest so far, best Christmas present, yada, yada, yada. And I will talk to you guys next week.